Lima, all racing is, is important with setup, but I think Lima is one of the least important. I just think it's one of the ones where the riders got to dig even deeper, in my opinion. You know, it could be something else, but, you know, whereas some car tracks, it's like, man, you got to nail your setup so the rider has it as easy as possible. Whereas Lima, no matter what, it's not easy. Episode 100, Tank Slapping Podcast. It was gnarly just to say that. I, before I got on the line, I told Robbie Bob, I'm like, bro, this is 100. Uh, we were planning on something epic for this for this episode, but we kind of like didn't plan it properly, and we're doing a Lima Rewind. So eh, it's still a good show. Got Robbie Bobby it's on the It's a Lima Rewind. It's the Lima Rewind. It's the Lima Rewind. And Greenville. And Greenville. <laughs> Yeah, episode 100. I, I put in a couple emails and texts to uh, try and get Valentino Rossi on. Uh, no lie, no bullshit. I was like, man, it'd be, it'd be dope to get Rossi on the pod. And yeah, yeah, obviously it didn't happen. He's He doesn't do interviews, I don't think. But uh, I didn't know who We're to gonna get. We're going to keep trying. I didn't know who to get for 100. It would have been epic to get to get somebody rad, but instead you get Robbie Bobby and C-Tech. So yeah. Episode 100, Limer Rewind. Uh, yeah, everybody that's supported this podcast since day one, really appreciate everybody. It's been a journey. It's been a, a lot of effort from so many different people, and I'm just grateful for everybody that helped keep this going. And yeah, nothing too special, really, just another podcast, but a lot to talk about from Lima, Ohio, and Greenville, Ohio. We we are at both events. Obviously, Rob is the promoter for Greenville. I'll let him get started on that, but want to make sure we plug these sponsors and make the show happen week in and week out. Mission Foods. Big cycle news ad, Robbie, this week for uh, Mission Foods. They, they're doing cycle news ads for, for their sponsored race winners. So I got a pretty funny picture of me just cheesing in a Mission Foods ad and cycle news. Really cool. Super thankful for their support of what I do and the podcast and just the industry in general. It's, it's badass what mission foods is doing. So if you can go support them, buy some, buy some product and get back to those who support the sport. They do so much for the riders and the teams and everybody in general. It's, it's really underrated what they're doing. Uh, Bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I, sorry, <laughs> joking on my coffee. I wear the race star flex. I had a few people reach out this weekend, like, hey, did you get your helmet again? Because I wore like a carbon fiber black helmet. And uh, I was like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not taking the good lid to Lima. That's something you just don't do. I mean, I can tape it, but I don't, I don't like taping my helmet. So I just wore a all black race star flex. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. The new Yamaha 2023 trail motorcycles have been announced. Go on their website. YamahaMotorsports.com to check those out. TTR 50, TTR 110, the 125, the 230, and probably my favorite bike right now, the PW50. Favorite and least favorite. <laughs> I've been washing more PW50s well, like, than anything else. I only have a few. Yeah, I mean, you got like 20 of them 50s. I've seen you had the semi-truck pull into Greenville, and you had like seven of them on, on deck ready to go. You had your, your half-miler. You had your different tire ratio bike. You had your stroker engine. I mean – yeah, I do I have a half mile PW and I do have a different tire ratio PW. I don't have a stroker, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, 
Yeah, Yamaha, uh, big supporters, really happy to get Yamaha's first win at Lima. Uh, dude, I had no clue. Like, Yamaha's never won there from a single to a twin to anything. They've never won Lima. That was – someone told me after the race. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, um, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Indian, motor, Indian motorcycle, since 1901, Indian motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Great lineup of motorcycles. I saw a shit ton of Indian motorcycles in the pits at Lima. I'm sorry, not in the pits, but in the parking lot. Uh, just incredible lineup. The Challenger, the Roadmaster, the, the Scout Bobber, the Scout 60. Uh, my good buddy, Ricky Rackman, he's riding a, an Indian motorcycle right now. Just really growing, seeing so many more of those bikes out there. And it's because they're big supporters of, of so many different forms of racing. American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan, and much more. Moto America, big, big weekend for Moto America, the Ridge, Rob. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. I don't know if you got to catch any action. Obviously, we were you were really busy on Sunday. I, I got to watch a little bit of it, but uh, the next event for Moto America is July 8th to 10th at Laguna. If you can't be there, sorry, Laguna's amazing. I, I won't be there as well, but catch the action, Moto America Live Plus package. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway, actually, so... Make sure you guys turn your radio up right now. Turn your headset up. We're going to do a Moto America giveaway. Uh, big thanks to, to them for, for doing this, but we're going to give away a live plus package. It's a hundred plus dollar, you know, giveaway we're about to do. And if you subscribe to our shows, you'll get early updates on when these podcasts are released. Typically we post a link and you can click the link. And, but as soon as these shows go public, it updates your SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. We're going to start giving, doing giveaways for the people that listen to it first and are the first one. Send me a message on any of the social media things for Tank Slap Podcast, but send me a message with the correct answer. We'll give you a Moto America Live Plus package. For those that watch Lima, who did I give a victory lap to? Um, you might know him without the help, but Scotty Dubler and Ralph actually mentioned who who the person was that I gave a victory lap to. I think I already said it was a him. So it's, it's a guy, but yeah. First person to send me that correct answer will send you a code for a Moto America Live Plus package for the rest of the, rest of the year. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch and 17-inch tires, off-road street, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Jerry had an amazing weekend at Lima. Well-deserved for him and his team with Brandon Robinson taking the win. I got the win in production twins and they had, you know, just overall the riders for the roof systems team did really well. Appreciate Jerry for everything he does for the sport. Nearly 40 years of experience, commercialroofsystems.net. Hit Jerry up if you're in the market for a commercial roof or you know anybody that is. And Manscaped, support for Tank Slapping Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Best in men below the waist grooming. I've been running the product for years. The trimmer is waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, sorry, nicks, snags, and tugs. Um, if you want to save on the product, TankSlap20 is the code. 20% off, free shipping worldwide. TankSlap20, go on manscaped.com. Buy the product. You'll thank us, especially in this Heat of summer, less hair, the better. I mean, I'm like a baby seal. I'm, I'm groomed from the arms to the legs, uh, just full on. I told Cody Cop he could probably be, be faster if he shaved his legs. He's got some pretty Don't burly, be telling him that. Pretty burly <laughs> leg hair for a 14-year-old a kid. You know, I was like, bro, you got you to gotta shave them legs. And uh, I'm just kidding. He's not Nobody fast. wants him faster. 
nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, dude, you need some manscaped. Uh, yeah. So the code tank slab 20, but let's roll into it, Rob. Greenville will start off there as first. I'll let you kind of give the rundown, man. How, how was the first, first day and then touch upon Sunday as well. Yeah, man, it was, it was great. It was typical Greenville. I mean, we all know there's going to be a long day. Um, and I think that's why some of the pros didn't show up, but I do, I do try my hardest to get them out as early as possible. And even though we didn't have a huge turnout of pros, we still had over uh, 200 and some odd entries, which is uh, a good turnout. It wasn't our best, but it wasn't our worst, but for gas prices, the way they are. And, um, you know, a lot of the pros, they don't like to get their bikes all dirty and roached up before green or Lima, which I get, but, uh, yeah, it was a good turnout. We, uh, I feel like we did a pretty good job on the track. I mean, everybody knows Greenville is not going to be as deep as Lima. It gets kind of skittery brushed off. And then, uh, you see a guy like Bulak show up and he's like, what skittery brushed off. And he goes and buries his Rotax like as deep as possible and pulls away from everybody. It was such an awesome sight, but, uh, yeah, I won't keep talking about Greenville all day, but I think we had three or four lap records broken. And I just started checking lap records. I um, went back through to like 2016 or 15 or 17, something like that, and just started counting them up. Uh, so that was pretty cool. The racers really seemed to like that aspect. Um, food truck was amazing as always. Um, and yeah, just a good, good, good turnout, man. Sunday, um, as always, rider turnouts down a little bit. Uh, people like to get on the road and, and realistically a lot of guys just get too shit faced from Lima to uh to get get up at eight o'clock the next morning and I, I get it um we have fun and and we're already you feel? committed like, to... i don't know how you do it like greenville oh, then lima then greenville i don't know how you, i mean it's tough winter throwdown like the second day i am literally dragging myself out of bed to go to go well, do a second and third day and you know lima gets done pretty late it's we, we start our main events later at Lima because you know, obviously the summer you, you have longer days. It's better when the sun goes down and we, you know, I didn't get out of there until midnight, probably. I'm sure you were the same. And then Greenville's oh, yeah. an hour, yeah. you know, over an hour away. And then you get up early to start prepping the track and prepping, you know, timing and scoring. So how the hell, how do you, how do you do it, bro? <laughs> Well, first of all, I got a really awesome crew. Uh, Katie does all the timing and scoring for me now. I mean, I, I still know how to do it, obviously, but uh, but she's kind of taking the reins on that to alleviate a lot of my pressures. Plus, the Anthony family and his whole crew—they were there uh, every night, getting it put back in shape. Because you got, people don't realize Saturday morning, even though we're all excited to go to Lima, our crew is still there. We have to put the track back for the horse people. So, um, so it's all hands on deck and some of those guys are there till two, three in the morning and I can't thank them enough. And, and, and they are severely underpaid, you know, I don't want to say they're volunteers, but we certainly, you know, they're not on, we're not, we're not on an AFT budget, put it that way. But, um, from a personal standpoint, I'm, I am exhausted. It is exhausting, but to see these little kids having so much fun, to see the amateurs having so much fun, that makes it worth it to me. And, um, you know, the, the, the main thing i can just say is that you know i got a good good crew and hats off to the whole turner team too saturday night after lima i came i was like guys you know i'm i want to help you guys tear down stuff and cool beth and biggs and mike turner they're all like no you know what there's amateurs needing a track tomorrow you go ahead and go so i got out of there uh still late but you know there's a lot of stuff to tear down in that turner honda pit so uh luckily i, I saved another probably hour hour and a half um 
for them being being forgiving now <laughs> this weekend in new york it'll probably be like all right rob we're gonna watch you set up all the tents and that's fine <laughs> i deserve that but but uh but anyway man let's uh let's get into lima man because I, I love greenville i could talk about greenville all day we all love it it is coming back next year but um but i I'm just want to give a, lima. i want to give a quick shout out to dominic bolak it was really awesome to see him again it's been it's been probably man i, I probably haven't seen him in probably eight eight to 10 years. I feel like, uh, been a minute. Yeah. Been a he's, minute. he's always been a really, really cool guy. Uh, fantastic cushion rider seeing two road tacks under the tent with number 30. It was really cool to see him. And yeah, he was on the gas. He looks like he, he always does on the bike. He was phenomenal. And I want to give a shout out to, I'm going to be biased because it's my pod, but I'm going to give a, a shout out to Evan Renshaw, a kid I help out. He, he won two of the biggest amateur classes and he actually ran down Dominic in the dash and it was trying to make a move on him, but uh, just didn't happen. So it was really cool for Evan to kind of step up a little bit and, and do well at, at Greenville. And then also I want to give a, a shameless plug to my little guy Cruz. He, he won as well. So overall Greenville was an awesome day. It set up, it set the tone for, for the weekend and, I had a big smile on my face leaving Greenville. So yeah, good hats off to you. And um, the event was great. The track was good for you at Greenville. Um, you started, you, your anticipation was to start practice early, but you got backed up, backed up with sign up. You know, I know we've talked about, it. I know you're going to try some things differently for next year to get sign up done, get practice started on time, but man, you've come a long way from the days of us leaving there at two in the morning. So um, yeah, good yeah, job. We, dude. Good job overall. Yeah, for sure. We got done at like 11, I think, and, and we did move the pro races up a little bit sooner because I think they got out of there like a little, maybe a little after nine. But, uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to work on some stuff. We're going to try and do like a, I'm, I'm thinking a pre-entry where we have just a separate line. If you're already entry and done, you just come to the second line and we got your transponders with your name already on it. Um, yeah, and guys, yeah, like if they, the, have, if they have open sign-up or like the day before like winter throwdown or Greenville, like I know you were open previous day, like if there's people there camping out – go sign up, make it easier on the scoring people, the sign up people yourselves. Like you don't want to wait in a line, um, try and get your pre-entries in. If somebody opens up pre-entry, send those in, like, don't be lazy. You don't have to do anything. Then on race day, you check in and you're done. You don't have to stand in line for a half hour. Um, get that shit done. Like, you know, it it helps everybody out. It helps the program move, move more efficiently, you know, Rob probably was probably could have started practice at 10 a.m. If more people signed up the night that, you know, whatever the day before, whatever. So, um, yeah, help help the promoters run an efficient program. Um, as Rob said, we don't have the staff. We don't have we're not able like a lot of people are volunteers at these flat track events and they just don't have the infrastructure to um, to do it the way we'd like. But anyway, yeah, it was a good event, Rob. Really stoked for you. And uh, yeah, moving on to Lima. So let's. um so obviously our last podcast, Laconia, we got a lot of feedback and everyone really, I mean, most of the people really liked it. I only had a few, few texts that were, dude, I got a job out of it. <laughs> I know. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. You, you tell them, you, you tell okay, them, you okay. tell them, cause I don't yeah. want to brag on myself, but I'm very yeah. proud. Yeah. So we were, you know, a lot of people were probably thinking, you know, they're probably not going to let Robbie Bobby onto the, uh, into the fairgrounds at Lima after the, the, the Laconia pod, but we're sitting at riders meeting and I'd like to say I had some, um, I had some insight on this as well. Like I talked to Kevin Crowther last week and I'm like, Hey dude, like instead of AFT always taking the blame for the track and sometimes it's deserved, sometimes it's not, 
But, you know, everybody that preps the track or has a say in the track prep officially, obviously we all go up and give our opinions. A lot of them aren't, aren't good, but we, you know, all the riders think they're fucking track experts, but um, <laughs> so we, had, you know, I told Kevin, I said, why don't you have like a track advisory group where you bring on three or four guys from the paddock and then you work with, you know, Steve and Dave and whoever the track prep guys are collectively. Anytime you guys make a big decision on track prep, you know, reach out to your advisory board, your track advisory board, um, like you and Brent Donnelly are on the board. So I thought that was amazing. They followed through and, and put it in play. So now anytime any big decisions, big decisions are made with the track, whether or not it's good or bad, at least we have some say in what they're doing and we can kind of provide some insight. Cause before we didn't really, we had no idea. We, 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 we just kind of, you know, saw what they were doing and just went out and rode. So yeah, they announced your name at, uh, at the riders meeting as the track advisory board. And I, I didn't mean to, but I started laughing. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and the way he said it, it was like Brent Donnelly and Robbie Bobby. And it's just funny as hell to me that people don't refer to you as Rob McClendon. It's your name is Robbie Bobby. Like everybody that talks to me, like you and Robbie Bobby, we love the podcast. And your fucking last name is Bobby right now. So I know, yeah, I know. It, I, it I is what laughing, it is. Dude. It was so funny. And I look at you, I'm like, hey, we're a package deal on the, on the talk. <laughs> so, yeah. And obviously, it's uh, people are going to laugh and, and say, oh, whatever, this or that, you know, because people give B. Smith a hard time too. Like, oh, you sold out with the other side or whatever. But it's not even like that. Like, I think most people know that my heart's in the right place and, and nobody's going to get everything right. But if I can lend just a smidge of assistance or just wording or whatever, just to make it better for the riders, like that's, that's all I want to do. I don't want to go out there. And I even had a couple of guys like, well, you're going to prep it better for Dalton. It's like, dude, there's nothing I can do to prep anything any better or worse for Dalton that wouldn't benefit Cody Cop, wouldn't benefit Jared Meese, wouldn't benefit Briar Bauman or any, or all the racers. Like, so whoever, whoever it was, it was thinking those silly thoughts, like, if we did a complete race series AFT at Pensacola dirt track, then, then, you know, it absolutely give Dalton the trophy just about, you know, but realistically, like that's, that's not even a thing. And it's just kind of silly to say that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. Um, How I'm was the like, track at Lima though? Like, did you have any say in it and what were your thoughts? No, I'll kind of, I'll nope. kind of throw an opinion. I mean, um, what did you think well, of, of the track? Okay. Yeah, so so Lima and I believe Springfield, you know, that's a, a Mies promotion deal, and, and Jared's got enough sense um, to to know what to do at Lima, I think, and Springfield without without even saying that, you know, Springfield, I don't want to say it preps itself, but they know what to do with that dirt. Like it's not like a, it's not like oh my gosh, it's our first time here. Um, whereas like other tracks, it might be our first time there, so they might need a little more help. But uh, but at Lima, no, I I don't know if Brent did. I I didn't have anything to say. I mean. Granted, I, I, there's a couple things I would have liked to seen, but realistically, Jared has it going down at Lima. I mean, it was you know every session they're prepping, they're spraying water down every session. The only thing I would like to see more of is maybe a little more water on there, um, only because like throughout the races. But we, we know, dude, it's gonna get dusty. It's it's a freaking cushion track in the summer. So um, I, I thought it was great. It, I knew going in, you know, it's not gonna be Dalton's forte. Um, which, um, you know, I'd love to see him beat Cody, but realistically out of the box, you know, Cody was fast. He's been fast all year. So um, we just got to find a way to bridge that gap to him. Uh, 
I do expect you to give me a little shout out because of what I told you right after I think qualifying and I told Cam Smith almost the same thing. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good, good Lima. I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking with the track, I thought they did a great job. I mean, if you look at 10 years ago and it's not to uh, hammer the old promoters or anything, they did a fine job as well, but look at how many more drags we have on the track. Like Mies rolls out with, you know, six or eight drags and, um, the water truck, like the conditions leading up to this race might've been the hardest conditions Lyme has ever mm. had. I mean, it, it was hot, 99, 9,900 degrees all week, not a speckle of rain. Um, it was really hard conditions to prep for. And I thought the track was badass. I mean, it was, um, it's always good at Lima. Like you kind of know what you're going to get, but every, every session out, they prepped the track and they didn't do that in the past. Like they would do it in qualifying, but before, like previously, they would just do like a quick, a quick fence drag. And there might've been only one drag and a, you know, a little bit of water, but every session we go out, they track prep. Uh, they did a great job. I mean, it got dry and a little hard packed. Um, but you almost need that. Cause, uh, not to dry, but like when that track gets too deep up in the corners, it it's it's kind of tough as well like obviously the fans like it but i think we the bikes are when it's a more consistent cushion and guys like can it's it's more predictable the the riders can get it on even more i mean it was it was very predictable and it was a lot of fun to ride and watch like yeah i just want to give a shout oh, out to, to all them guys for just the whole track prep um it was badass yeah they did yeah. A, a great job so it was, and I'll, another thing about Lima that's that's really cool, especially this year, is that every class, every race, had a really good, awesome storyline. You know, take away you know Cody winning, but how about the Aussie coming over first rookie race, first pro race? Waters, you know, get some a ride on one of their KTM's, and well, let's go class win. by class. Let's talk. Uh, okay, let's, let's we'll do, do class it. by class. Well, and then I have a couple couple um, things to add on, but we'll do we'll do production twins first. Uh, Rob, I'll let you kind of go on the, on the production twin side and then I'll chime in. Yeah, man. Um, so production, um, you know, I, I wasn't too surprised after I saw you in the first couple practice sessions, um, or practice and qualifying. I, again, hats off to you, man. You wrote awesome. I came over to you and I, what, what did I tell you? I said, you can win this. And you're like, ah, eh, you know, you were smiling because you're always kind of flustered on race day. Cause even if you're fast qualifier, you're still like, how can I do better? And you know, Jesse, uh, from the very beginning, I was like, all right, well, I know Jesse's not going to be your competition, even though he surprised everyone. So the whole Vance and Hines guys, you know, hats off to them. You know, Jesse stepped it up big time, and I think it's awesome to see. Um, and then uh, Cam Smith, man, he was my other pick. And, and I'm not saying he would have beat you or Jesse, but, man, I was bummed to see he went to the back row. But uh, we did work on the bike. I say we uh, – that he had an air filter issue, or sucking the air filter in and sticking the throttle wide open right on the start. So – um, kind of scrambled to get him back out there. They put him on the back row. He charged back to fourth. Not saying he could have had anything for Corey or Janish. I would have liked to see that. I would like to see a good battle. Plus, I, I do like Cameron. I've worked with him in the past. But uh, And then another good thing, Billy Ross, man. Another podium, dude. So maybe he's finding his stride. I really hope so. Great family, great kids. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on production, man. I thought it was freaking awesome, as always. You know, just a lot of people don't want to see Corey win every time because he had the big number one plate on his bike. But this is not a Corey texture track, so to speak. I, th I think we joked around. I said, uh, 
Last picture I've got a Corey Texter. It was a brand new, fresh ass Honda with some fresh ass red leather sliding across Lima. I think turns one and two maybe. So I always give you shit about that. But uh, but yeah, man, you whatever you did, I don't know. Maybe tell the tell the group. Did you find something? Did you change something? Or just everything suited you today? Yeah, I don't like get into my own racing too much on the podcast. I try to keep it more broad and talk about other things. But um, for Lima, though, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to give some insight on Lima. Like, so I've always kind of like I like cushions, but I've always struggled at Lima for whatever reason. Um, it's like more it's a really like the shape of the track is more of a circle than a lot of cushions that are more paperclip. So you, the way you ride at the line choice is a lot different than almost every other cushion. Like I like the cushion tracks that are paperclip, pitch it in, turn the bike, like the more technical cushion tracks is the, are the ones that I kind of like, and I do better at. And Lima is more, it's a big circle and you can just get it on. Like there's not a lot of technical aspects to Lima. You just keep the throttle pin. So for whatever reason, I've, I've kind of struggled at Lima, but with that being said, like I got third there last year and I got second there in 2019. So we've been in the mix and I've been saying for years, like, man, I, I know I could do better at Lima. Um, I have a linkage framed motorcycle. It's a, it was a Kawasaki. It's been sitting in my garage for about six, seven years. I pull it out like twice a year and I pretty much just run cushions with it. And, uh, it had a Kawasaki motor in it and I'm a Yamaha guy. And I talked to Mike Butler and Andrew Butler and I'm like, Hey, is there any way we can, like, I asked some other people, I was like, can we fit that Yamaha motor into that frame? And everybody's like, ah, I don't think it would work. The air filters won't clear. Um, the motor's just different. The bike won't handle the same. So we took a really big gamble. I, I sent the frame. I mean, this was dude, there's so much work went into this project and I kind of kept it low key. Cause I honestly had no idea how it was going to work out. And I put a lot of my own money, a lot of my own time into building this bike because I wanted to fucking win Lima. Like I've been going to Lima since I've been born. Uh, obviously I've been in this sport for a long time. Lima, the Limas, the Springfields, the Peorias, they're tracks that I've been going to my whole life and I've never won Lima and I wanted to win Lima. So we put a lot of effort into that bike, Mike and Andrew Butler. They fit that Yamaha MT-07 motor into that Kawasaki frame. It's a linkage chassis. Um, we tested it on Wednesday and I rode it three sessions and I parked it. I'm like, this thing's good. I feel good. So we went in the Lima and yeah, it was, it was awesome. Worked out well. Um, I kind of rode, I wouldn't say conservatively, but I rode well enough to do what I needed to do. But at, at the same time, I had some more in me. Um, it was kind of frustrating and qualifying. I, I'd go out, you know, I would catch like Jesse or whatever. I, you know, I'd, I'd pass him. Um, but I was like, you know, I think I was second practice, but this first qualifying session, I was sixth. But if you looked at my times, my best time was lap five, which is unheard of at Lima. Everybody's best laps are lap two. And my, you know, I was just, I could, was consistently really good the whole session, but I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I was pretty, pretty angry. I'm like, I'm going to go out there and I have a line I want to do, but I, I'm not going to do it every lap. So I was like, LJ, watch this first lap. <laughs> I went out. I rode the fast, like where the, I don't know how to say it, the preferred fast line, fast line. I went out and I did a 25, nine in qualifying, um, had a, that was like, I think I would have put us like second or third overall out of like the super twins guys. And, um, I came off and I saw people thought I, I, I kind of did like a little cheer. Um, it wasn't cause I was fastest. It was because I got into the 25 second range. If you can get in the 25 second range at Lima, 
there's only a handful of guys that have ever done that. So I saw the 25 on the board and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So, um, so I had that high line there if I needed to go to it, but it's more of a risky, risky line to do lap after lap after lap. Um, so I didn't have to go to that line in the main event. Um, Jesse rode awesome. Uh, I did not expect Jesse to get second. I knew he would do well and I thought he could maybe podium. He's riding really good. The team is, the team's doing a great job this year. Their bikes have gotten so much better. Um, so when I finished, I looked back and saw Jesse in second. I'm like, yeah, dude, like good, good fucking ride. So Janish was second and then Billy Ross on the podium. Um, but yeah, just a shout out to everybody nope. that helped me, help me put that bike together. Sorry. I'm kind of rambling, but a uh, big shout out to everybody, no, 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 everybody that helped me put that bike together, dude, just like SNS cycle came on, um, Dean and the whole crew at SNS, they, they got me an exhaust pipe for that bike. And Mike Butler did so much fab and, and welding work to fit that motor in the frame. Andrew Butler, he, dude, he was up he, weeks leading up to this. He was texting me like pictures at four, four in the morning, just working on that bike. And so much went into it, man. I probably dropped 10 grand into this project and, um, anything but a win would have been disappointed. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely wanted to win that race. Uh, regardless of anything else, I just wanted to win Lima and, uh, we made it happen. That's why I was a little emotional on the podium because all that extra work behind the scenes stuff that people don't see and for it to pay off, it was, uh, it was awesome. And a shout out to my team, LJ and John for letting me take it, you know, having faith in me. Like I, to do this project and, and also helping me in the pits, even though it wasn't their, their bike, they, uh, they did so much work for me. So I, I really appreciate everybody for, for making it happen. I'm going to miss Lima. I mean, it's, it's kind of getting like emotional. Like that was my last Lima. It was kind of, you'll be there crazy. next year. Shut up, shut up. So you're not going to miss shit. You're going to be there. We're not here now, but Hey, <laughs> on a, uh, on another note too, I, I, um, man, I love the fact that Janish is proving everybody wrong, including myself multiple times. Cause I even used to refer to him as like, Oh, he's a TT specialist. He's like, guys, I can ride circles too. Just nobody ever pays attention to me. And now that we're paying attention to him, it's like, Oh, Jesse's not going to have shit for Lima. And then boom, competitive all day podium. So, uh, man, I I'm excited to see this championship, man. It's, it's tight. What is it? Is it one point now? What is it? It's like stupid tight. It's one point. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, I, I go race by race, but man, like the way, way we are right now, I've, I've been kind of paying attention to it and it's going to be fun, man. If we can, uh, if we can pull this off, I'll be, I'll be really, obviously really stoked, but man, I, it's kind of cliche and people are giving me shit about it. Um, and Jesse a little bit, but we're buddies. And I was like, genuinely happy and disappointed, like this, not disappointed, but I was, I was like, damn, like he got second. Like, you know, I, it's obviously not good for the points, but I was like stoked for him. I'm like, bro, that was a good ride. Um, so yeah, genuinely, genuine, genuine as I can be, I was really stoked that he got second. I mean, that's for him to like, because our stories are similar. Like, you know, we're the same age. He's, I think he's two days younger than me. He tells me, he doesn't, he reminds me all the time. So, you know, kind of, kind of getting rode off and not having a ride for years and years and not known as anything, but being able to ride TTs and just whatever, whatever. I mean, to get second at Lima for, for him and he wasn't looking forward to it, dude, he did his job. Like it's uh, I got a lot of respect for guys that dig deep and, uh, and make the most out of their situations with hard work and, he doesn't make excuses. So, um, he's come a long way, man. And yeah, it was really, really cool to see. And then Billy Ross as well. Like I wanted to give a shout out to him, um, did really well. And 
Um, I did see something on Facebook. Somebody, uh, I came across it. Somebody mentioned that, you know, um, he didn't get time to thank his sponsors on the podium. That's one thing I think not just Billy, but a lot of, a lot of young kids can do better is everything you work, work on, on the bike, you have to work on off the bike as well. Um, you know, it's not Kristen Beach job or AFT's job to make sure the riders thank their sponsors. Like you gotta grab the mic. Um, once you talk about like when somebody, when the announcer asks you a question about the track before you give the mic back, throw your sponsor plug out there. Um, it's, it's one thing that the riders, especially the younger riders, they, they need the practice doing. And I didn't think it was fair to kind of throw Kristen under the bus on that deal. Cause she's, it's not her job to make sure the riders thank the sponsor. She, she's got a job to do. And I think it's one thing that obviously Billy's new, new on the podium. He's going to be there a lot more. Um, a lot of the young kids too. I think chase as well. Um, I watched his podium speech and he's getting better, but you got to speak up and, and thank your sponsors. Um, otherwise, you know, it, it's one of those things that it's just not their, it's not their job to make sure all the riders thank their sponsors. And um, if any of the younger riders reach out to me and I'd be more than happy to help coach all the, all the guys on, on kind of that aspect of racing as well. I mean, it's, and I'm not perfect. I fuck up all the time, but um, yeah, it's one thing that, um, I think the, the younger riders can definitely do better. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it just, it just takes time to get to it too. And it's nothing, I don't think, I, actually, I am going to say this. Kristen Meade's got no personal issues with, with anybody as far as cutting anybody off or anything. She's, she does a fantastic job in my opinion. And, uh, you know, it's no, always no a conspiracy thing. From- like, oh, they, they care more about so-and-so or it's like, no, nah, dude, it's really not like that. I, I mean, it's, I mean, she didn't say text her. Can you thank your sponsors? I made sure I thanked them. Um, So yeah, it's one of those things. I, I, Billy's got a really, really cool personality. He's quiet, but man, he's, he's, he's really fast and he's going to be on the podium a lot more. So hats off to him and his family. They're, they're real nice people. And yeah, he's, he's getting better every weekend. So yeah, uh, overall production twins was, uh, was really cool. A lot of new guys were out there um, that you don't see very often. Ryan Wells lined up and wrote a production twin couple other guys, uh, Pat Buchanan came out of, uh, came out. I don't know if he's retired again, but, um, he just hasn't been at the last few rounds. So he came out and yeah, overall it was really cool, really cool event for me. And sorry, I talked about me a little bit more than usual in this, uh, in this part of the podcast, but it was uh, really special for me to, to get that win, but moving on, let's go to the singles class. And I didn't get to watch a lot of the singles, Rob, I was, it's right after production twins and man, you're, you're just so busy. Like, okay. I got a call from Kevin Crowler right now. <laughs> I should answer it. Um, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> answer phone, phone. I don't even know. Hold on a second. Let me just, Hey, Kevin. Hey, good morning. Sir. Hey, uh, any, any big news that you can share with me right now while I'm recording the podcast? <laughs> you're on the pod. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, well, I can dispel some of the rumors. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'll ring you back when I'll ring you back when we're done here. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you calling me. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. And we are still going to California. So. <laughs> Good. All right, I'll ring cool. you back. All right, thanks, buddy. Yep, see ya. That's pretty funny. Uh, singles That's class. Awesome. Uh, Cody Cop, man. He's he's <laughs> nothing. He's doing right now is surprising me. But dominant, dominant win for Cody. And I'll let you kind of talk about the singles a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you said it. Cody is just on on his game right now, man. I mean, we all seen the, the I mean, luckily I've been running 
amateur races for quite a few years, and I've seen him come all the way through the ranks. I've seen Chase Setoff come all the way through the ranks, and happily to say, I've seen uh, you know Drain come through a lot of the ranks, not all of them, but I've seen him at uh, Amateur Nationals and Greenville and stuff. So um, I, I thought it was amazing. I mean, it's so cool to see. And I, somebody posted, and I don't have the fact checker here, but um, they were either 16 or 17 years old on the podium, which is really awesome. The future of the sport is so, so, so bright. Um, but I don't think anybody's really surprised to see Cody, Cody win. I mean, he was fast all day. He only had one, I'll say hiccup where he got second. I mean, how, how terrible is that to say his, his worst finish was a second in the and dash. That was surprising to be honest. Like, yeah, you, you know what kind of give up those, those wins. Like he's a gamer. And I think that says more about what Tom drain was able to do than taking away from Cody. So that was for sure, man. I mean, that was impressive for uh, for Tom, for sure. Well, I saw him um, practice, and I think he did the heat races at Greenville, if I'm not mistaken. I'm like, damn, the kid's going good. It's hard to gauge because there's, you know, there wasn't a huge turnout. But just looking at lap times at Greenville, I can kind of. That's what's cool about transponders, by the way. <laughs> I can kind of see, like, man, he's on his game. He's doing good. Um, and, and I could tell, and, and I feel bad, but good, even saying this. I was like, all right, well, this kid's going to be in the main. I'm going to put him in a. You know, I'm going to put him in a top 10, potentially top five uh, in the future um, for and for a rookie. That's that's impressive at Lima. And then to come out with a, a freaking second place. And, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't kind of reeling Cody in, but he kept him the same distance pretty much. And then same thing back to Chase, who, you know, everybody in that follows flat track in America knows that Chase that off was something special. You know, he he came through the amateur ranks and. I think he's got some kind of crazy record. Like, at all the amateur nationals, like, per, pertaining to the classes he ran since, like, 85s. I don't think he finished 50s. worse than, like, third. Since 50s. No, Even second. 50s, okay. Second. So, second? Okay. So, finished so first you know more second. about that than me. Well, I was doing his resume one year, and I'm like, dude, you finished first or second overall in every <laughs> single amateur nationals you've ever done since you were on 50s. And he was like, yeah. I was like, bro, that's insane. <laughs> It's like, that is that is. I mean, I mean that's, that's and, and it's transferring. Well, and it's transferring to a good pro career too. And and Lima is a different kind of track. I mean, he's he's been fast everywhere he goes, and and another podium is is stacking up. And uh, you know, I mean, hats off to him. And and all three teams, we got the pit right across from KTM, and then right down the way from uh, from uh, Waters, who had you know Drain there, and. And everybody's just putting in work, and it's just so nice to see that these young kids are, are doing their part because it's easy as a kid to get flustered or, or just sling your helmet when things don't go right. But, you know, all three of these kids on the podium were, were you know, very professional, and it's just really refreshing to see. And, and I'm, I'm a big super nerd about the amateur kids and stuff, but, man, I love seeing that, you know, kids that have come to my races and they come to throw down. They go to all the other races too. It's not just me, but – I still get a sense of like awesome because I've seen most of these kids since they were little and a bunch well, of them. Did you see their races. podium photo they posted? It was like Cody yeah, Drain and, and sat off from 2019 in the 250 yep. class. And then they were on the podium yep. again. And, and that's, that's when I first saw Tom drain. Um, I was helping chase that year and they were competing against each other. So I was, I was kind of scouting Tom and, and seeing what he was doing good or doing, you know, what he could work on and trying to help chase kind of beat, beat Tom and I tweeted on June 17th, leading up to Lima, I saw he was on the pre-entry list. I said, Tom Drain is an Aussie kid making his American flat track pro debut at Lima. Unless something crazy happens, he will finish top seven 
maybe top five. He's fast. Saw him race a few years ago at amateur nationals. And I initially had, he will finish top five, maybe podium, but I didn't want to put that much pressure for your first AFT race. Cause even like Dallas Daniels is first, you know, his first pro race at Lima, he got like, I want to say it was like ninth or 11th or something. Um, Cody cops first AFT race Chase's first AFT race. Um, these kids are phenomenal, but none of them finished. I don't think any of them finished top five, their first AFT race. Like obviously Chase kind of got the raw end of the deal and he would have finished probably on a podium at Volusia, but it didn't happen. And I tweeted, I said, no, I, this kid's going to be good. And then he ended up and ended up finishing second, which, uh, which is crazy. He's a really small kid. He's probably a hundred, 105 pounds. Like he's tiny. Um, and he just kept the throttle peg the whole time. So that was really cool to see. They have a rad family. I actually went testing with them on Wednesday leading up to the race at Harpster and he was on the gas and I was like, dude, this, this kid's going to be good. So I'm excited. I want to see him on some clay tracks. I want to see how well-rounded he is. Um, hopefully, I don't know if he's staying for, or if he's doing weed sport, but, um, would be really cool to kind of see what he can do at a, at a track like that weed sport and, and keep him over here. It's good to have international riders and yeah. And they smoked everybody, man, no offense, but they were, you know, uh, Cody had four seconds on Tom, uh, had seven seconds on chase. And then you go back to fourth. It was 16 seconds. Dalton James odd rode really freaking good. He got fifth, he was 17 seconds. So that's crazy. I mean, how fast those three young kids were, that was, uh, it was really cool overall, really cool singles race. Um, like I said, I, I went back and watched it on the fans choice coverage yesterday. I didn't get to see a lot of it live, but yeah, the badass, uh, badass racing there. Anything, anything else you want to add to the singles before we talk about super twins? No, just kind of, kind of looking down the list here. Um, you know, not a lot of surprises as far as who's in the, who, who made the main, you know, uh, Bruner got sixth, Michler seventh, which isn't terrible for him. I just, these guys like, you know, Dalton shows him 16 seconds back. Uh, he did have, I don't know if it was run out of fuel or what, but you could hear his bike breaking up a little bit towards the end. Um, not saying he was, you know, coming on or anything, but, uh, but man, like looking at the lap times, the best lap times, the top three were in the 25s and then Dalton fourth, his best was a 26, four. So he was like half a second off in fourth. Well, then you go back time. to Trent. Everybody else is like 20. Yeah. You go yeah, back to Trent who finished what, eighth nine. and his was 26, nine. So he was a full second, a lap, his best lap, a full second slower than, than Cody and Trent got eighth and Trent's not a good, he's not a bad rider. So um no, the level no, that i mean and another one is crazy well i was gonna say another one that kind of surprised me i was just really happy to see him in the main he's had some really bad luck this year but bk uh bk 105 slash 80 um he got 10th and that was kind of surprising because you know he's a really good gnarly cushion rider but but man it just shows you that the top three at lima this year they were just kind of on another level i mean it's it's cool but it's like damn man what like i'm literally looking at this like saying like all right what the heck do we have to do to close up a half a second but some of the guys are were a full second off and it doesn't seem like a lot but if you if you add those seconds times how many laps they ran which was i think around 20 i mean dude you got i mean obviously there's some dudes getting laughed and stuff but uh they they really got to dig deep and figure out what it was was it just big old swollen plums down there that were holding them on a little bit longer or was it uh bike set up or a little bit of both man so 
Um, yeah. Let's yeah. see who else we got. I mean, cool Hunter Bauer, top ten, awesome. I know uh, NKR they've they're chasing the whole series this year. Uh, Raggio with an eleventh. I'm not sure if that's his best finish, but uh, good for him. Good to see Stallings in the, in the main there. Jared Lowe put it in the main again, so. He's another one that I'm really excited to see turning his his program around. I don't know if it's a difference in training or maybe he's got Trent helping him out. He's lost some weight, man. uh, He's lost a lot of weight. Like I I spent some time with him and he uh, he got up and went running the one morning. I was like, there you go, buddy. So uh, yeah, Jared Jared's getting better. That kid's really funny. Like the shit that comes out of his mouth, he literally cracks me (laughs) up. Like I'm like wait, I'm like what do you say? Like he's so funny. So um, sometimes I want to hit him with a shovel, and other times I'm just cracking up. He's so funny, and it was actually really, really funny. Sorry, Trent, but uh, but Jared beat Trent in the in the semi. I was low key really like stoked for Jared to go out and and beat Trent. I know Trent probably wasn't stoked, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, going down the list, Damon Ream making a main event, Justin Jones, uh. Yeah, like you said, Ra- Ra- Raggio had a good good run, Stallings as well. Um, yeah, hey, you know it's funny too. Race. I was going back to the the Low Brothers. Um, I think it was in Michigan. Jared beat Trent, or not? I, don't, I think did Trent not make the main or something? Dude, funny he didn't make Jared, the main. He didn't make the main, yeah, and that's, that's kind of. But Jared, Jared did. I knew. It was something along the lines, and I, I'm not hate, I'm not hating on Trent for not making the main, but you know, Little Brother has always him. kind of been in the shadow. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, you're allowed to. It's like me hating well, on dude, I'm, I'm watching the <laughs> results, and I didn't see him in the main event at at uh, Michigan at Brad's race. Which uh, shout out to Brad, man, good good event. But yeah, I uh, I'm looking at the results. I'm like, I saw Jared. I'm like, did Trent not go? And I I texted. Uh, <laughs> I had Renshaw. Uh, he was with me. I had him. I was like, yo, hey, text uh, Trent. I was busy. I was like, ask him why he didn't go to Michigan. And he went, he just didn't make the final. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Like Jared, Jared got what? his. <laughs> Jared, Jared ran well though. I gave no, him props I I and just... uh, you know, it, it's just funny. Cause you know, a guy like Trent, you're like, all right, even on his bad day, he's still a top 10 dude, like on his worst day, but then to not make the main in the outlaw race was kind of like, what are no, you no. doing? So I was kind of I know yeah. picking on him a little bit, like, but Either way, we'll, we'll move on. Mean. We've been, we've yeah, been... I'm not trying to hammer Trent too much, but I, I, I know what he's capable of and I expect a lot out of him and he puts a lot of work in. So when he has a bad day, it's just kind of, you know, it's like, bro, you're not that guy. Like you can do so much better. So, um, I like to give Trent a hard time, but he is a, a really good rider and fast kid, but, um, yeah, this is the Trent Lowe roast, everybody. <laughs> so there's a little kid that came up in the autograph line. He had a Trent Lowe shirt. I'm like, bro, that is you got to take that off. That is not it's not the move. You're not going to get any chicks wearing that shirt. So, um, but yeah, Super Twins main event, B Rob baby, Team B Rob. I was so stoked to see Brandon up to speed. He's had a tough year, come uh, overcoming an injury this off season and had surgery and just to get a win at Lima, man. Hats off, dude. Like. Scotty keep he kept mentioning like, hey, all these PA riders, they have a lot of cushion tracks in Pennsylvania. That's why they go so well. And I, I texted him. I'm like, bro, we don't have any cushion tracks. Like growing up, I didn't well, ride a cushion until I turned pro. Like I never rode a cushion as an amateur. Um, so, hold, so back up. Cool. Just, but, you know, I'm interrupting. I, I interrupt you a lot at Laconia. I'm trying to be way better this pod. And, and like just you talk, interrupt but, me, bro. Do your thing. I know, but I'm just saying Do like you. you said, you, you, you skipped over the whole like – he had an injury, like, but people don't understand, I don't think. So I'm going to break it down for you guys. B-Rob showed me, he sat in his chair 
and I'm sure he showed you too, and anybody can probably go on one of his social medias and see this. I definitely suggest it because it's fucking disgusting. But he could like pull the bottom of his leg away from his like kneecap slash thigh. Like I don't know how to describe it. You're you're probably more medically inclined than I am. But when you say it's an injury, it's not like oh he got a you know a sprain this or a torn that. Like when we went with Dalton to check his knee, the same guy was doing B robs, and like something I'm not like Hitler Henry. and all that laws and stuff. Doc like Henry, that, but, shout yeah, out, Doc, man. Doc Henry for Doc sure, Henry. big shout out. But what I'm Colin saying Edwards is, you know, I'm not trying to get yep. nobody in trouble. And and he didn't get like into it with me or anything, but I'm like, man, I saw B Rob. He's like, yeah, there was nothing holding his leg together, but the basically the weight of his body, like holding it in place. But it was so terrible, <laughs> disgusting. Like you'd be like, how are you walking? Much less putting your left leg down. So for all those that are like, oh, it's just another leg injury. Lots of motocross guys get it, but I, they might. But this dude could sit in a chair and pull his leg apart. Like, and I can get like throwing up right now just thinking about it. So for those of you that are like, oh, cool, B Rob, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like to come back and win like one of the gnarliest races you have with healing from this leg injury. And I don't know if it's one of them things where it's like good to go now, but, you know, he's, uh, he's certainly deserve this one man that was awesome yeah and i wanted to give dallas a shout out um he's come a long way with his cushing cushion riding ability like growing up as amateurs dallas didn't win too many cushion tracks it was always uh trend or bk and you know as a singles rider at lima he never i don't even know if he's ever podiumed yeah you know he's he's come a long way and for him to for him to come up come a long way and and to finish second and win the dad or win yeah win the challenge right yeah he won the challenge um just his speed on the cushions have have gotten so much better and again i want to give i want to give a shout out to his team they've they've put so much work in and there's a lot of a lot of scrutiny with the rules package right now and and it's 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 something it's it's hit or miss like with how i feel on the whole topic um but you can't take away from what dallas and jd are doing as riders like they're riding the bikes man so shout out to dallas for just his improvement man oh. like i went back and watched the main and he caught him but then brandon just he had more in the tank he turned the burners on and and pulled back away and won the race so uh yeah he pulled up next to him a couple times too and and you know in typical b-rob fashion i can just see him in his helmet like oh i don't think so bucko or you know one of the b-rob phrases he has he's got a bunch of little funny phrases but i can just see him looking over thinking it's going to be Mies or bauman and sees dallas on a yamaha and i can just picture him saying like not today satan or something funny and silly that he could say but but man yeah hats off to dallas dude they he he charged all day and, and he was one of my picks for a for a podium anyway um regardless of his past experience on a or his past results on a half mile cushion track um you know I, I, at this point nothing dallas does surprises me anymore i mean i firmly believe he could go and ride lime on saturday night and then he could have flown estenson to we'll say the Ridge in no doubt he would have podiumed on the road race track too. Like he's just, he's just one of those Nikki Hayden type prodigies that doesn't matter what he rides. Like he's going to be fast, you know, and it's, it's, it's impressive as shit, man. And, and hats off to the whole essence and team and all their hard work. And uh, man, it pains me to say this, but um, big shout out to Mies too, man. He put it up on the podium because he's always hit or miss at Lima. It seems like he's, well, of course, one time he made, didn't make the main at all because, you know, of a infraction, but um, you know, watching him in a semi and then in the beginning of the feature, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bad day for me. And then 
in typical Jared fashion, he just finds something. He's actually like, you know, I don't, I don't understand what he does or, or if he just like just has this superhuman ability to just figure things out on the fly. But uh, I would have put him, you know, sixth to eighth after watching the first five laps of the main slash his semi, and then. You know, he starts plugging away, plugging, 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 doing what Jared does, just nitpicking and chipping away at people and got himself on the podium and, and kept himself in the, in the point. So, um, you know, that's that's a sign of a true veteran and true uh, true winner there. Yeah, yeah, not really surprised. I mean, Jared always figures something out, and that's just something. That's a confidence thing, man. Even when you're, when you're, when you're not doing well, you can have a bad semi, bad, bad qualifying, and when you line up and he goes out to the main, he still believes he can win every race. So that's, I mean, it's possible and that's his mindset. So for him to get third, not overly surprised. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised, not, not really surprised, but because of the way they're kind of, the, the bikes seem like they're off this year. And I hate, I hate to say it, man, but their, their bikes are off and it, it's Briar, man, just him getting fourth, like what he can do at Lima and then to be five seconds off the win. It's just not, not what he's capable, what he's capable of. And I think anybody can probably see that as well. And I know it's been a frustrating season, but I'm actually really proud of how he kept going all, all day. Like he didn't give up. He was, he was, you know, riding the high line, trying different, trying everything he can. And to get a fourth, um, you know, five seconds off, it's, I know he's disappointed in that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's just look at different things too. Well, looking at looking at this, the top five, their best laps. And I know you can only take a grain of salt. Actually, Mies was the slowest by three tenths. The rest of the four, Robinson, Daniels, Bauman, and uh, JD, were either twenty-five nines to twenty-six flat. So there's a tenth separation. So either Breyer, he he probably lost a little bit of a gap, and at some point, um. Because his his overall, I mean, we can only see his best laps, so maybe he just sent the best Mary, laps but, at Lima are so it's not it's not a indicator of really much besides you got a good start. I mean, if you're, I mean, if if Brandon got a bad start, let's say Brandon they they restarted and Brandon was on the second row, his be, his best lap wouldn't have been a twenty five nine. It might have been a twenty six two. You know, like it it's um the first lap at Lima. And that's why it's <clears throat> qualifying so weird at Lima, like some guys go a full second, a lap quicker, their first lap at Lima because it sure. immediately gets rough. So um, that's why I knew Jared had a shot, even though he didn't have the speed at Lima. And it was kind of like my last two years at Lima. Like I was not the fastest guy. Like I think the first year I qualified 11 and the last year there, I qualified ninth. Um, and I was on the podium both days. So um, the, indi- the fast laps have no indication of an entire main event. But, um, yeah, looking down the list, JD beach, Bronson, Jared Davis, myself, I lined up, man. I was not going to do that super twins race. I didn't want to wear and tear on the bike and fourth row at Lima does not sound like a good time. And, <laughs> no, a little, like, a little difficult there to get paid in that super twins main event as a production rider, you have to line up and make an attempt to race. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go yeah. out. I'm going to ride 60%. And just try and get, you know, that extra paycheck. I, I needed that to help pay for the bike that I just spent a lot of money on. So went out, rolled around, got pelted. I forgot because all day I was kind of like getting good starts. I was out front, whatever. And 
I didn't get pelted all day. And then the first two laps of the super twins main event, I'm like, well, this really sucks. So, um, rolled around actually was the top finishing production guy. And, um, I just he pretty much rolled around and got paid, but, um, put a boy scout effort in. It wasn't, I would say a cub scout effort. It wasn't a boy scout effort, but we put a, like a cub scout effort in and finished ninth, Brandon price 10th, Janish again, another, another super twins main event, 11th, Shayna Pearson, and then Cam Smith rounded out the the Super Twins main yeah, event. Yeah, I think but. I think Cam Cam broke or, or pulled in. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, man, it was a it's still a good good just a good solid lima, man. I mean, it's uh, I've always just taken lima like oh it is what it is because I've never been a good cushion rider and and even as much as I think I know about working on bikes and stuff like I still question myself with lima setup stuff because in all honesty in, in my personal opinion like lima all racing is, is important with setup, but I think Lima is one of the least important. I just think it's one of the ones where the riders got to dig even deeper, in my opinion. You know, it could be something else, but, you know, whereas some car tracks, it's like, man, you got to nail your setup so the rider has it as easy as possible. Whereas Lima, no matter what, it's not easy. You know, it, it, there's nothing easy about Lima winning or 15th place. But, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, that's uh, – um, I'm happy to get through it, and, and from a personal standpoint, we got through it with with some points. We lost some more to, to Cody, but uh, overall, it's um, you know it definitely is better than like you know 15th place. So I'll I'll take that. Yeah, and I wanted to give some insight as well from like a rider's point of view for the the challenge stuff. Um, obviously, I, the challenge thing for me it was something I wanted to do from the start, but the team, they, they weren't really into it. Like, and I get it because of the wear and tear on the bike, but how much money was on, is on the table to do for me to do that extra main event. Um, you know, I appreciate them kind of letting me go out there and do it. Uh, and for me, for any of the production, well, for me, especially, I, I can't speak for the other guys that go out there, but, um, physically like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go back to back main events, especially at Lima when it's hot, the tracks rough and ruddy, but for me, it's harder for me personally, mentally than physically, like mentally, like at Lima, like I'm, I was the fastest guy all day, qualified fastest, had front row all day long. You're out front all day long. And no matter how good you are in your class, I still had to start fourth row and super twins. Um, so to go out there and to have that intensity level, like production twins, I'm there to, to do my job and go out there and try and win races or whatever. And then super twins, I just could, I can't find that intensity right now because it's just, it's just not that important to me. Um, you know, I, I like that extra paycheck, um, but I've never given, you know, I, I'm just being transparent. I've never given it more than 60, 70% effort in that main event. Um, I just mentally can't get to where I need to be to run up in the top five, top three. So, um, and, well, you know, like I said, looking at lap times, version. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, from from standpoint, it's like a risk versus reward, too. I mean, not saying it's important, but it, it's not really important other than a paycheck in a sense where what happens if you go out there and you're leading a championship in your other class and then you're running super twins, you get pelted by a rock that, you know, breaks your hand. Or, or worst case, you know, you fall down and you, you hurt yourself all because you were just like, oh, man, I just really could use that extra bucks. But now my whole season or – the next few races is jacked up, you know, so it's definitely a risk versus reward. I mean, you know, James Rispoli at, at uh, the red mile, completely different scenario. Cause he's not in the points. So he could just bend it or send it or whatever, whatever phrase you want to use. Um, 
and and it worked for him. But from from you or Janice or anything, yeah, I know that you guys want to make some money in every person you pass. But at the same time, like the bigger picture is what you got to look at. At least that's what I'm I'm uh, interpreting from what you're saying. No, you're correct. I mean, and and I'm not making excuses. Like it it is what it is. But I'm just being transparent. Like I um, if you look at my my qualifying time, you know, I did a 25, nine, like I, 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 like, I think I said, I would have been up in the top three overall, but in the super twins main, I was my laptop, my best lap time was a 27 second. So um, yeah, I just wanted to give some insight on that for the, for the fans watching it's, you know, that says a lot about what Jesse's been able to do in the, the super twins main events to uh, go out there and, and finish as well as, as well as he's done. And some of the other guys, it's, it's not easy. Like physical, physical is one thing. Um, for me, the physical aspect is fine. Like I, I was okay there, but mentally it's, it's hard to, uh, to shut that off. But, um, I'm looking here. I got a couple more notes. Uh, really cool to see, uh, Halbert and Wiles as rider coach, uh, at Lima. Both of them have won Lima on the twin. Um, that was really cool to see them both in the pits helping out. I think it was first impressions. So yeah, really cool to have them there, Rob, kind of doing a uh, rider coaching, um, and then I wanted to give a shout out to Colby, uh, for his commentary in the booth. Um, I come back yeah, in I after didn't think practice. About that. Yeah. I come back in after practice and I always watch practice. Like I like to see what I'm doing, what I actually listen to. I, I like listen to the, the, the commentary for, from Scotty to, um, Tommy Dumas has done it and then Colby as well. And he had some really good insight and it was interesting to hear kind of his thoughts at least regarding to what I was doing, like um, his insight for me was interesting for me because, you know, I've competed with him for championships and um, it was interesting to hear that, that insight. And um, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Like it was really good and I'm hopeful. I, I'm not sure what he has planned in the future, but he's got a, a got a lot of potential there. So I hopefully AFT can, can reward him for his effort. He definitely did his homework and and put the effort into uh, be successful with that with that job for this weekend. So I want to give a give a shout out to Colby. Um, he did really good as well in the booth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he did an amazing job, and and, and I, I do not want to give him credit in the sense to where I want to see him retire and and try to go announcing. I'd much rather see him have some more racing careers going. But whatever he does, um, I'm going to stand behind and and wish him nothing but the best but i will say that i was very also very impressed with his with his commentary it was it was refreshing and it's always good to have a different perspective you know scotty does a good job but at the same time you know we hear scotty every week and it's cool that he interacts with some of the other racers hell one time i'd love to get up there too but i don't know if they'd allow me do it to uh i have a problem with saying like cuss words and dropping f-bombs so i don't think uh aft is going to put that on their their live plus package there but uh but i think uh, yeah, I do think Cody or Cody Colby did a great job on that. So, and, but I do hope to see him back soon. I'd love to see him mix it up and, you know, gosh, dude's had some bad luck on the track. So he's due for some really good luck. So come on back Colby, yeah. get a few more wins. And then after a few more seasons, then you can go talk on the radio some more. Yeah, for sure. No, I, yeah. I just wanted to give him a shout out. I'm doing, doing that kind of work is not easy. And he definitely did some preparation there. So I wanted to, wanted to shout him out. Um, I mentioned I saw Dominic at Greenville. He was floating around Lima. Good to see him there. And then George Roeder, um, we've had him on our podcast. He's a super cool guy and Ohio legend. Like that dude, that dude sends it. So it was, 
cool to see George Roder out there. A lot of people show up to Lima, like the fan walk was amazing. Um, so many people came up and complimented the podcast, which is cool. They're, they kept asking me, yeah, where's Robbie Bobby at? I was like, fuck if I know he's not here right now. So that's, that's all I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude, everybody, every, a lot of all the fans, that was super, super cool for them to come up and show some appreciation for, for the pod. It was good. It was cool. Um, just really cool, really cool atmosphere at Lima. Like the fans are hype and that was, uh, that was definitely cool. A couple other things. I got two more things here, Rob. Um, something I saw, I guess we'll get into it. Um, there's a lot of guys, like people like to be vocal about a lot of guys that aren't racing right now who they feel should be. And they, they give like reasons like, Oh, the buy-in that they had or, Oh my God. Whatever, Are you really going to get me started on this? Well, I just, just something light for just, you know, oh, not quite. This what is we not going to be light. Week. Go ahead. But go so ahead. Like it's not going to be light. Like, I promise you. Well, that's fine. Let's do what you do, man. But uh, the guys they mentioned like Brian Smith and Jake Johnson and Jeffrey Carver and Steven Vandeker and Henry Wiles. Um, they mentioned, you know, oh, these, these guys would all be out there if so-and-so like the buy-in wasn't there, whatever, whatever, like the shit you see on, on social is, uh, it's poison. Like I, I try not to read it, but, um, I'll get into that in a minute, but, um, they, you know, it, I don't know if those guys would be racing anyway. Um, maybe they would, but B Smith retired, Jake retired. Um, trying to think of some other guys they mentioned Wiles is old, like, all these guys, most of them that they've mentioned, they're 30 years or older. Um, Wiles, Jake, and Smith, I, I don't know their exact age, but I would think they're at least 37 and older. Yeah, dude, uh, they're they're old. The only one that they keep harping on, and, and I love Jeffrey Carver to death. I love him. I would – hell, I would I would sponsor him. I'd buy him set of tires. I'll even pay his entry fees, whatever. I mean, I don't have an Indian for him to ride, but he's made it clear on multiple occasions that – you know, he's not interested in coming back full time. You could kind of tell in the last couple of years of his actual career that, you know, there were certain tracks that he vocally said that, man, I'm just not feeling it this weekend. And it's like, dude, what are you doing riding back near the back? But he he's made it clear. And if I'm wrong, I would love Jeffrey to correct me. And I, and I think he knows I got nothing. His, da- for his, his ride, dad said it. His dad has said it on social. It was his decision. Like it's his decision. It's his yeah, decision. But his, but his dad's also one of the ones that's always like, oh, we need Carver needs to be out there. It's like, dude, every <laughs> there's not a single person. There is not a single person, in my opinion, that would be like, no, fuck Carver. He don't need to come back. Like, everybody loves Carver. Who does not love Jeffrey Carver Jr.? Like, really, he's he's never been a guy that's gotten into a confrontation really with somebody. He's You don't see him out fighting anybody. He does his own thing. Whether or not you agree with his, you know, we'll call it a hippie lifestyle is, is whatever. But, dude, when he twists the throttle, he's golden. But he's just not interested, from what I've heard, in running a whole season. So stop beating that dead horse. It's so stupid that, yeah, we everybody would love to see Carver. Period. So shut up about it. Nobody is keeping Carver home but Carver. Yeah. Because there's yeah, people I, that have bikes I agree that are like, as well. I'd let yeah. him ride it. Yeah, I agree as well. And and Jeffrey, man, on his on any given day, he's he's phenomenal. Like he's obviously he's won so many different types of tracks and whatever, but um, you know, and I'll, I'll just say like, sometimes he's not as consistent as a lot of, like when they were talking about Bronson or Jeffrey and everybody was kind of hammering Bronson saying he didn't deserve the ride and Jeffrey did. It's like, dude, they're both really good, but I would say Bronson's slightly more consistent than Jeffrey. Um, you know, and that's well, kind of Jeffrey's is- mindset. Like you said it, like some days he's just not feeling it and he does what he does. And on his good days, he's going to show up and battle for a win. And 
on the bad days, he's, you know, he, he respects himself enough not to, not to do anything he's not comfortable with. Whereas like Bronson, he was consistently top five every single race. So um, yeah, yep. Jeffrey's a fan favorite. It's cool to see that, but um, it, dude's not, he's not, not, not racing because uh, I mean, I'm sure he would with the right opportunity, he'd be out there, but um, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's his, 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 his decision as well. So since you brought up this freaking termite infestation, can I just go one step further real quick too? And I don't want to interrupt you and, and take over because we did get people bitching that I talk too much, but can I say my last little piece on one other quick thing before I, uh, before I get too crazy here? Yeah, oh, Vance, Vance and Hines is calling in. Are they listening right now? Hold on. I got Vance and Hines. You had, you had Kevin Crowler. I got Vance and Hines. Hold on. Hello, Vance and Hines. Can I help you? Hello. Oh, yes, perfect. I'm actually doing a podcast, but I do need that exhaust. Can I call you back in just a few minutes? Uh, I don't know which card it is on file, so let me let me call you back. I'm in the middle of a pod, but uh, tell Eddie that uh, I will talk to you guys in just a few minutes. Thank you. Bye. Oh, that was just an exhaust I had ordered, so all, all fair. <laughs> but going yeah. going further, dude, and and this is going to sting you a little bit too. Not sting, but you're going to definitely give me your input. But all the dudes, like, people need to stop bitching about Shayna doing what Shayna does. She is out there giving her best. You know, she's not excited, I guarantee you, about being near the back. But none of these people own Indian. They don't know what kind of return she's getting. They don't know all the ins and outs. So just stop making yourself look idiots. Like, I almost got – oh, man, it was tough. Some dude actually commented – actually, I'm going to pull it up on my phone real quick. And, and he said that he used to race in the 70s and 80s, and he would have done better than Shayna. I kid you not. So I pulled up his picture. I did a little Facebook investigating. This dude's like straight, like 300 pounds. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it just roll off. I almost blasted him, posted a picture and said, really, sir, you are going to get out there and do better. But, you know, it's not freaking easy, number one. But, I mean, you know, I know that you've already said that she doesn't care what people say on social media, and that's fine. And, and you know, it's not my job to come in here like, you know, the great white savior and, and bash people about her. But, man, it's so annoying because you got this person out here that is a fan favorite. Like, look at the lines of autograph people. They're not, they're, they're not, you know, not supporting her because she's running at the back. Like, she's struggling, clearly. But at the same time, like, why are you going to kick somebody while they're down, number one? You think she's happy? back there but she still brings value to that program whether it be set up whether it be i don't care if they just pay her salary or if she's getting the salary that's none of my business but she probably pays for it in t-shirt sales so who the hell are they to talk about whose value like start your own manufacturer start your own motorcycle company hire who you want to hire you know like I, I just don't i do not get it man it's not like you know, if she was out there and not bringing any value to the table, I could understand it. And, and yeah, everybody probably wishes that she was running closer to the front. For whatever reason it is, she has not found her stride or her comfort level. But they forget that it was just, what, a year ago she was winning races on a 450 because she was comfortable to get the bikes up for her. She's deadly out there. So, anyway, that's that's my two I'm going to uh, – I was going to leave this off the table, man, because uh, I, I, I don't <laughs> I'm sorry. feel – No, no, it's, it's okay. I don't feel the need to give any of these guys – 
on Facebook the time of day with regards to that. But I will say it's pretty fucking discouraging um, for me to come, you know, leave Lima win. I feel really good. Cruz won uh, on Friday. I finally won Lima. And then to go on and just see the, just see the disrespect that, um, that she's getting. And obviously yeah. these fans can have their opinions. They can, they can say whatever they want um, at the end of the day, you know, and it happens in all sports, right? So you see it in football, you see it in F1, you see it in, basketball figure skating fucking synchronized swimming like you see scrutiny on social media but i i'm able to provide some insight from on this podcast for for what it's like and people give me shit for supporting and backing my sister and um at the end of the day like i want the fans listening to the podcast like what would you do if you went you got on and you saw 200 comments hammering and disrespecting a family member when she doesn't, she doesn't ask for any of it. Like she, she does not play the female card to get sponsors. She's won 19 singles races. She's a good rider. She's humble. She works hard. And regardless of the results, yeah, they're fucking terrible right now. But if any fan, if you know racing as well, you, as you guys think, you know, racing, right? If you look and you see her ride that bike, does she look comfortable? No, it's not like she is not even remotely comfortable on the bike they're working around the clock to try and make it better. She's, she's out there. And dude, I, I'm gonna be honest. I cleared out probably 40, 40 people on my friends list from, from that post. And it is, it is really hard to read that stuff and not hammer every single fucking keyboard warrior that is on there saying that stuff. Like if it was your oh, family member, I... like think about it. If, if that's dude, your family, I would be throwing blows. I'd be punching. Exactly. <laughs> so for her to not comment and for me to not comment, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. Like, yeah, you can, you can sit there in your chair and say, Oh, don't give them the time of day. Don't. But when they're literally sitting there hammering your family, hundreds of people, um, you know, like just, you know, like, dude, I like there's 200 comments, like people I'm friends with that. I have a lot of respect for We're hammering your family. Like it's like, it, it's tough. So yeah, I mean, it's, I have a lot of, um, you know, it, it makes it, it takes a lot of uh, it's discouraging as for everything, you know, we try to do for the sport and, and give back. And it, it honestly, it's making me like kind of emotional, like, dude, it's and it is what it is. Like, call me a little bitch or whatever, but it's it's frustrating. Like um, at, at the end of the day, we don't lose sleep over it. We still do what we do. Like there are some really cool fans out there, but it's it's absolutely discouraging and it's shameful for like you can have an opinion, but every fucking race, that's the first thing I see. Like, isn't there nothing else to talk about? Like, yeah, she's on a factory well, bike. She needs to be doing better. The whole team, they need to do better, but it's not like they're sitting around. Just they act like she's just collecting a paycheck because she's a female. Like, dude, she wants to win. And then there's people, oh, she, 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 you know, if she moved back to the single, she would, she would, you know, the class is harder now. She's past her prime. She just won two races last year. She beat Cody to She beat Dallas Daniel. She beat Mikey rush The you know, the good, the good singles rider. She beat them multiple times last year. So, um, anyway, yep. it's frustrating. You can probably hear the emotion in my voice, but, um, I wasn't going to give no, it the time to do, but, but you brought it up and, <laughs> um, it sucks. It does. And then you got the same, same guys like posting and commenting about, the number of racers out there it's like dude we know we get it there's not a single person it's like oh man i wish we didn't i'm so glad we don't have 100 people signing up well guess what you know 
gas prices stupid high. Some of the rules package people don't like, so they stay at home from that. Like there's there's multiple variables there, but like why? What? And I, I I'm gonna call him out. I straight up asked Mike Kidd. I said, do you just need attention? Like what is going on here? Like every every race, it's like, oh, there's only 11 super twins. Well, guess what? Where's these other ones sitting on the sidelines? Who who else is gonna show up? And and beat Briar or Jarrett or the Yamahas of Dallas and JD and, and B Rob. Like the only one I can think of would be Carver. And he said, again, he's not interested in running a whole series. So what team out there is going to be like, Oh, well I'll sign Carver to this factory Indian, but we're, he's only going to race four races. Like, no, that doesn't work like that. Like shut up. Like yeah. form the USA. I mean, like th- I almost want to pull up. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I get like his frustration. There's a lot of things. No, I will say there's a lot of things I agree, I agree with, like, and then, uh, but there's, yeah, I mean, there's some, like, I, for sure, I'd like to get my kid on the podcast. I mean, he's just, you know, his racing resume alone is phenomenal. I really like my kid, man. He always comes up to me. He's super nice. And we always, we always have a good chat. I, I enjoy um, what he's done in the sport at, on and off the bike. And, um, you know, we're just, I mean, it's, everyone's just passionate. We all want the sport to be better. And there, there's a lot of things I I mean, I have a three-page proposal that I've I've written out that I've never sent to anybody on things that I think we could do better with the sport. Um, but I'm not in a position to 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 make the sport better uh, um, from like a technical and um, promotional side. Aside from what I'm doing, like um, yeah, there's things yeah. that I would personally do better. But you know, no one no one's ever asked you know asked me for for that insight. But I I take notes. I write things down. I I think you know I have some pretty good ideas that we could but everybody thinks they have good ideas. Right. So, um, That's yeah, right. it's, it's tough, man. And it really is, but no, I just wanted to give some, tra- some transparency on it. Like put yourself in, put yourself in like the shoes of like, like Shana's family or whoever else, like, what would you do? I mean, I had a guy and I'll drop it, but I had a guy, he, um, he reached out to me to, he wanted, he wanted help with his kid's resume. Right. So he's like, and normally I'm, I'm perfectly fine with giving free advice helping out. Like I had a phone call yesterday with a, with a, with a rider who's promoting his son. I, I spent 40, 40 minutes on the phone, 30 minutes on the phone, you know, helping him out as much as I can. I, I take any calls, any emails to help these amateurs grow themselves, build a brand, whatever, whatever. So he yep. reached out asking me for help with his kid. And I, rem, I won't, I won't call him out, but I recognize the name and he is on every Shana post hammering Shana. Um, so I wrote, I wrote back to him like, bro, like, you you've burned a bridge when you started <laughs> hammering my sister on uh on the flat track pages so nah i'm not gonna help you good luck so um wh- what did he expect like he's you know what i mean like this stuff he says and then he wants help from me like dude no like i'm sorry um that's just not how it works so at the end of the day you know we're riders you know we're in the spotlight we're you know that scrutiny is okay but I'm not going to help you <laughs> like we're humans at the end of the day. And I'm not going to help you when you're hammering my family online. Like, I'm not going to cry about it, but I'm also not going to help help. Like, yeah. like I, I, it might be sad, but I, I remember every single name that's ever said anything shitty. So um, yeah, no, just some, just some transparency. Like we, we read that stuff um, and we take receipts on it. So it is what it is. Like, you know, the opinions are good. It means the fans are passionate, but as uh, on the other side of it, it's tough. It's tough for, it's tough to, for me to read when you guys hammer any of the riders. Like I, I take uh, a lot of pride in the, the, the riders and my peers and yeah, it's, it's tough. So, um, but whatever, so it is what it is. We'll move forward. We got, 
weeds poured this week, Rob. We got a short week. We're going to a completely different racetrack, a little clay short track, and it'll be good. I'm excited to to keep the momentum going. It's nice to have back to back weeks of racing and not have to wait a month, forget how to ride a motorcycle and then go, go race again. So yeah, weed sport this week. Um, yeah, got a short Looking week, Rob, and we're back at it. Yeah. Well, you got a short week and then I got an even shorter one. Cause I got to go to, uh, to nationals. I'm, uh, I get to be a safety director at amateur national. So I'll be in charge of track prep and, uh, keeping everything rolling. Uh, so pretty excited about that. I'm, I'm really, I always like seeing amateur net nationals because it gives us a really good insight on who uh who's coming uh who's coming up the ranks so if you're at amateur nationals and come up and say hi i'm sure Corey might be there i know turner racing's coming out to to show up so uh it should be a good uh good good event but uh but yeah looking forward to new york we got to get some uh some points back so um yeah let's go let's do it yeah, and real quick, too, I want to give a uh, shout-out to Fredericktown Yamaha. They're promoting the Frederick Half Mile Barber Fritchie Classic. As always, it's on July 4th. If you're anywhere near Frederick, Maryland, they put on an amazing show. It's a lot of fun racing on the 4th of, 4th of July. Uh, proud to be an American, man, and just to go out there and wear your red, white, and blue and, and race a cushion half mile, it's, uh, it's pretty special. So if you're anywhere near the Barber Fritchie Classic in Frederick, Maryland, Make sure you check that out. I'll be out there racing. Uh, I'm excited for it. Isn't I'm going to bring out the bike I rode at Lima, and uh, we're going to go out and, and race Frederick. So I'm really excited about that. Isn't it like uh, they're like over 100 years, right? Like this is like a crazy event, right? Like it's 101 years, years I think it is. Yeah. Jeez. So so real quick, I mean, Greenville, this was Greenville's 10th, and I'm like, oh, my God. Is, is like, can I stop doing this now? And I'm sure the throwdown, what is throwdown on, like, four now? Coming up on four or something? We've done four. So can you imagine? Five. There's no way there could be 101 throwdowns because you're not going to make it to 101 for one. But <laughs> new, two, you're not going to – there's no way you could be like, all right, I'm handing over the reins to somebody else. Like, no, you got to change the name or something. So – so yeah, yeah it's uh, it's yeah, pretty it's special pretty cool. to have 101 years of the same race, man. Like, wow, is it this? So is I wonder, is it the same exact track at the fairgrounds? Obviously, they've probably brought in new material and stuff like that. But I mean, I wonder if the course is the exact same like inner guardrail dimensions as it was 100 years I ago. I have but no idea. That'd be cool to get some insight on that. Yeah, Leave they, they have on a, that. I'd, There's actually a book, Rob, that they've they've wrote um on that on that race itself, and they sell them at. Oh man, I forget. I, f I forget the book name, but they, I have one actually, but they sell it at Fredericktown Yamaha. So if you go on their Facebook page or Instagram, hit up Ian Riley or Richard Riley. And there's a book all about the event with photos that date back all the way. I, think, I want to the one beginning, man. So, um, yep. grab that. Book I want one. Somebody can... send me one. Send it yeah, to yeah. Easy cycles. Yeah. Ian, if you're listening, let's get Rob one of those books. I forget the, I think the author's name is Ted. Um, so yeah, we'll, We'll get you one of those, yep. one of those books. Hell, maybe we'll do a giveaway next week after uh, after the race. Maybe we can get one of those books to give yeah. away to one of the fans. Send but, me a uh, someone send me a PayPal link or something. I don't want. I'm not expecting nothing for free, but I definitely want one of those books. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I want to see some history on that thing because I would just being a nerd. I am. I want to be like, oh man, in 1978, you know, so and so was faster than Corey Texter in 2019. Like I would love to be able to say that. <laughs> Uh, I won it in 2019. Actually, it was uh, it was really I cool know. to win that That's race. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I want to see somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a great event. So I'm excited for it. Um, I want to make sure we plug the sponsors one more time. Mission Foods, 
Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, and Yamaha Racing, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America. Remember, we're, we're doing that giveaway. So as soon as you listen, as soon as this podcast drops, um, send the answer over to that trivia question. And we um, subscribe to the podcast. Like we're going to do more of these giveaways. So subscribe to the podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify for, uh, for giveaways. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Cherry Stinchfield, and Manscaped. <clears throat> Use the code TANKSLAP20 on manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, really cool podcast. Appreciate it. Again, all the fans that came up and mentioned they like the podcast and it's, it's all ages. Like I've had young, I've had old. Um, I had, you know, just everybody, the one guy was like, yeah, we listened to it with my kids on the way to the track. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. Like we, uh, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's a PG 13 pod. Uh, so it's, you know, it was, he's like, no, it's great. It's cool. So appreciate everybody for, for tuning in, supporting what we're doing and we'll keep it rolling. We, uh, we'll probably do, well, we, I guess we'll do another recap rewind show for a weed sport, but we have a couple guest ideas. We want to do, we want to do some more interview pods. Um, but we'll keep the, the rewinds going. People seem to really like them and, uh, any feedback you guys have, everybody wants video. We're, uh, we're working on that. It, it's hard to, um, even find time to do this, but to do a, a video pod is, uh, we're working on it. Anybody that has any, any ideas or insight, um, reach out, but we're going to work on that in the future as well, just to grow the podcast and promote our sponsors a little bit better than we, uh, than we are now, but yeah, cheers guys. Thanks for listening in and we'll catch you in Weedsport. Sounds good. See you guys. We out.